This is Vermont Edition. I'm Jane Lindholm. And now it's time for Dorothy's List, our feature about the books nominated for Vermont's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Children's Book Award. Today's book is The War That Saved My Life by author Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. It's a World War II era story about a girl and her brother who have a chance to escape their cruel childhood when London is evacuated during the war. VPR's Amy Noyce went to Weybridge Elementary School to talk with kids who are reading the novel. I was really excited when I heard that this book was going to be the book that we're talking about. Fifth grader Sophie Mason sums up how many of these Weybridge readers feel. It's a great book, they say, but some parts are hard to talk about. And I was a little bit nervous because um, the book is, yeah, it is really intense. So, In the story, 10-year-old Ada is badly mistreated by her mother. Ma'am, as Ada calls her, is embarrassed by the fact that Ada was born with a deformed foot. Instead of having the club foot treated when Ada was a baby, her mother confined her to their London apartment. Ada hasn't learned to walk, and she isn't allowed to go outside. She's never gone to school, she has to go to the bathroom in a bucket, and her mother punishes her by locking her in a cockroach-infested cabinet under the sink. All that really bothers Sophie and led her to ask this question. I was wondering why Ada's mother made her, well, shamed her and made her feel like she was less than she was. Ada's mother is really a bad person. We put Sophie's question and questions from the other Weybridge students to author Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. And she kind of uses her power over Ada as a way to make herself feel better by being really nasty to somebody. There's not an excuse for it. I absolutely deliberately didn't give a real reason for ma'am being the way she was because I didn't want people to say, oh, she couldn't help it. She, you know, this and such thing made her do that. But nothing really made her do that. She was just not a good person. She doesn't get an excuse. There are, unfortunately, some people in this world that aren't nice, and and ma'am's one of them. Ada's suffering and physical condition is a catalyst for the plot, as Weybridge student Addison Schnorr learns when she asks this question of the author. I was wondering why you made her disability be a club and, like, not something else. I wanted this to be a situation where um, this evacuation, which was really difficult for most of the three million children who were evacuated, uh, was actually a really good thing for one particular child. And... So to start with, I really needed Ada confined, kind of in, in a prison in that apartment. And one of the ways I did that was by making it really hard for her to walk. Clubfoot was useful because it only affects her foot. It doesn't affect any other part of her. It doesn't affect her other leg. It doesn't affect her hands. It doesn't affect the way she thinks. It's still something that happens really often, but it's very easy to fix, and it was easy to fix back then, too. So it, it also had the kind of advantage of it was an example of how ma'am neglected Ada, and then also an untreated clubfoot is still pretty unsightly to look at. It looks deformed. It looks like something she could be made to feel ashamed of. Ada decides she won't be trapped in that apartment forever. While ma'am is at work, she secretly teaches herself how to walk, despite her twisted foot. Outside the prison of her apartment, the German bombing of London is imminent. Many parents in the city put their children on trains headed to the countryside where they will stay with strangers. That's how Ada and Jamie make their escape. They get off the train in Kent where an iron-faced woman with a clipboard takes them to the home of a woman named Susan Smith. 
Here's Brubaker Bradley reading the scene where Ada and Jamie first meet Susan Smith. Miss Smith said, what are your names? I paused. I could have a new name here. I could call myself Elizabeth, like the princess. Heck, I could call myself Hitler. They'd never know. Ada and Jamie, Jamie said. Ada and Jamie what? The Iron Woman said. What's your last name? Hitler, I said. Jamie shot a look at me and said nothing. Don't be impudent, the Iron Woman scolded. Can't, I said. I don't know what that means. It means your name's not Hitler, the woman said. Tell Miss Smith your last name. Smith, I said. Ada and Jamie Smith. At first, Susan doesn't want to take the children in, but she's not really given a choice. And despite feeling unwelcome, things start to improve for Ada and Jamie. Is Susan Smith based off a motherly character in your life? That's Weybridge fourth grader Juliet Hunsdorfer. Susan Smith is not based off anybody in my life. Uh, writers are kind of spies, and we take pieces from all sorts of things that happen to us and, and kind of combine them into something new. Think of more like uh, a mosaic than a painting where all the little pieces come from somewhere else. So Susan is meant to be Ada's true mother, but she's not anybody I know in real life. But some of the aspects of her character that make her a good mother come from people I know that are like that. Having never known life outside her apartment, everything in the country is new to Ada. And having spent most of her time alone, Ada doesn't know what to expect from other people. This is sixth grader Nargis Anzali. The only person she'd really ever met was her mother. So she had this picture that everybody was like her mother and everybody was just so cruel to people who had disabilities and they deserved it. She deserved it because she had a disability and her mother made her think like that. And I feel like she, for the first few weeks she was with Susan, she was kind of in denial that someone would actually love her because what she'd been told her entire life was that everybody hates you because you are different. And I don't think that's right at all. With so many tough subjects in the book, fourth grader Julia Richmond wants to know... Was this hard to write for you? Was it hard to read over? So the book was really hard for me to write, not because that kind of thing was hard for me to write about abuse. Um, it's, it's actually because you have to write about it in a way that's accurate and truthful, but also isn't so terrible that you don't want to stop reading. So the beginning, we have to get kind of out of that apartment really fast, and we have to have the right tone of writing so that people understand that Ada is still strong and that she stands up for herself, that she's somebody you want to cheer for. So that took a lot of rewriting and rewriting. Although The War That Saved My Life tackles some tough subjects, these Weybridge Elementary students got a valuable reality check from reading it. Here's sixth grader Nina Cole. When you're thinking, like, this is the worst day ever, just um, try and put yourself in other people's shoes, like Ada's, and think about how lucky you are. Like, do you have a disability? You might, but you might not. And think about if you live in a nice house and if you have a bathroom. Like, Ada didn't have a bathroom. Are you stuck in the cupboard? No. <laughs> yeah. Kidding aside, The War That Saved My Life highlights one fictional girl's triumph over horrific adversity during a time when horror and adversity were truly everywhere. 
For VPR News, I'm Amy Noyes. The book is The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. And thanks to Weybridge Elementary School librarian Megan Sutton. Now we have a winner for this year's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Children's Book Award. Middle grade readers across Vermont voted for their favorite book, and the contest was so close that the votes had to be recounted. So are you ready to hear this year's winner? Here's Waterville Elementary School librarian Robin Bryce announcing the winning book to Dorothy's List readers in the Lamoille North Supervisory Union. The winner of the Dorothy Canfield Fisher 2016-17 Book Award is The Terrible Two. And it was followed very closely by The War That Saved My Life. So, The Terrible Two by Jory John and Mac Barnett was victorious. It was chosen from among the 30 books nominated this year. All this school year on Dorothy's List, we've been visiting with students around the state who've been absorbed in these books. And you can listen back to all those discussions and stories at vpr.net. There you'll also find the list of books nominated for next year's Dorothy Canfield Fisher Children's Book Award. Happy summer reading.